Welcome to Record Crimes. In each episode, we'll be getting into anything from copyright legal battles, crimes committed by people in the music industry, and and everything everything in between. People in the music industry? Doing illegal things? Really? ready (laughs) i (laughs) i in my brain i very last minute remembered that i was gonna try to do a um impression of something that was related to one of my stories today Mm. and um i forgot about it until you said hi and then i was like my brain was like wait you had an intro and then i just went silent so shall we redo it um yeah just give me a second (laughs) Oh, you don't, you still don't remember? No, no, no. I do, I do. I just have to like remember the sound. Okay. Um. You conduct me. I'll be. Uh, no, here. no, no. You're good. You can just, 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 just go again. Take two. Hi. 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 I'm regretting giving you a second <laughs> chance there. Um, it'll make sense later. Okay. Um, how are you? <laughs> you know. L- uh, living the dream living it up living the dream yeah i think you know when the occasional customer like asks how you're doing at the counter yeah i should just in your tone of voice in your face just go living the dream i used to do that all the time i think i got more <laughs> tips who will be like oh she's like sad she's having- <laughs> <laughs> I also have like resting sad face, so I think that helps. You're it's my it's my baby cheeks and my puppy dog eyes. It's the eyes, for sure, because I think your resting face is just a resting face. But then I get lost in your eyes. Then I get lost in your eyes and I'm like Oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Get lost in my eyes. I get lost. Alyssa, you have you have eyes. I do indeed. Two of them. Thank God. And they're so easy to get lost. (laughs) (laughs) This is romantic. She's buttering me up. This girl I met, yeah, she's got she's got some eyes. I got some big ass eyes. So anyway. I've seen bigger. Uh yeah, I think they're like a they're like just big enough to be like, whoa, she kinda got big eyes, but then like not big enough to be like, whoa, she has big eyes. Because they're like they're still proportional to your face. Yeah. It's just your your actual iris, the brown part of your eye, mm-hmm. takes up a lot of your eye. Yeah, it's those hooded eyelids. That. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've seen Shrek and like Puss in Boots. When yeah. when Puss does his yeah. like cat eyes. Yeah, that's And it's me. like the whole, it's like dilated. Oh, I can do it. You just got some dilated eyes, girl. Yeah, people actually used to ask me quite frequently if i was like on something because my eyes are like dilated to the max like constantly always stimulated yeah i'm always like you seem like an owl when they're like listening i need to show you a meme later because i have that exact i have an i have a meme for this as i do i have a meme for this i have a meme for this um how are you i'm good i i wrote down a few things i wanted to talk about as like a little intro stuff i I think you would (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen. Yeah, you know when you ever just like hang out with your friends and like ask like how's your day and you're like, "Oh, here, let me I have a list of all the things I've been meaning to tell you about all week." Have you seen that? Oh my god, it's so wholesome. <laughs> I think it was on Twitter. I can't remember. I saw it. It was like this girl posted like a document that her dad had printed out and I guess like her dad had like a weekly hang with like the boys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, like, creates, like, an agenda for, like, their conversations. (laughs) I need to find it because that's, like, so you. Like, he was, like, it's just, like, bullet points, like, things to discuss and things to do. Yes. But, like, no time. No. It wasn't, like, it was, like, loosely, but it was just, like, on today's agenda. Like, it literally, I think, said that. It was very cute. Like. It was, like, fishing conditions. And then it was, like, it was, like, this very specific incident mm-hmm discuss and literally like, <laughs> i have it in my brain like i have like a a running list of like things that i need to bring up with people yeah and i always do my best to like follow up especially yeah. with like a conversation i love like a continuous conversation that happens over like multiple days it's like you think about it when you're like talks about this and the next day you're like oh about that the other day oh yeah i did blah, 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 blah. and then i do that but i think i wait too long in between oh okay because no, then people are like i don't remember that conversation uh, and then i'm like what do you mean what do you mean i remember every single detail yeah exactly i remember when you paused and the way you said it i can say it back to you like i <laughs> like i like i had a conversation with gabe like maybe a month ago okay and i was like there's this like Tears for Fear song stuck in my head, but I can't remember what it is because a lot of them like sound similar to me because I don't like listen to them often. Very. And like a lot of them are like similar melodies. So I was just kind of like humming it. And then I like forgot as soon as I brought it up because I know I knew he'd know it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it'll come to me. Like it, you, yeah. it, it's been stuck in my head all day. Never came back to me until literally yesterday. It was a whole month. I go and we were at Trader Joe's. And the song was playing. And I was like, oh, I was like, song. I was like, baby, do you remember a few weeks ago? I told you I had that song stuck in my head and I couldn't remember. And he was like, what? No, like you do that a lot. Like, I don't know. Like, I was like, that's true. But also this was the song. And he was like, oh, OK. Like, and then he just like went along with his day. I was like, that was important information. You're like, I have I been just, I just concluded sizzling on. This. I was like, it has been bothering me for a month for a whole month <laughs> so yeah amazing on today's um, agenda yeah so on, on today's agenda? on today's agenda i said what a fun weekend we had <laughs> talk about <laughs> playing pool as a team you're 90 years old i love you so dearly <laughs> talk about a fun weekend that's like how i write in my diary i'm like wow we you would never believe what oh, I did what yesterday. Happened? No, Alyssa and I played pool. Yes, we did. Um, at a bar on Friday. Stuck and we are to our word. Dream team. We are dream team. Wean team. Weaning. Um, Always weaning. I guess. But like Gabe gets, he was just playing by himself against us. And he, he demanded was, to be alone. He was, for the record. So, he was talking so much shit. Mm-hmm. And we beat him a bunch. Three and, times. And he was like, well, it doesn't count as much because, like, I hit the eight ball. And, like, you didn't beat like, me. Didn't I beat, beat me. myself. I beat myself. And I was like, that's how you play the game. Literally, you still lost. Like, you lose. 
Get win, lose, it. no win, in between. Lose. It's like, win or lose. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun and we're pretty good. I'm getting better, I think. Yeah. I think for as, like, well, I've, I've been playing longer than you, but I think for as long as you've been playing, you're, like, not bad at all. I It's just angles, baby. A lot of math. I feel like of. once I get like a good hold on the pool stick, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be unstoppable. Yeah, you got you got an arm. Rockets all day. It's all those uh arm workouts that you've been making me do. <sighs> this is why we do it, so we can crush men at sports. This is why we do it. In a bar. They're ch- stomping grounds. It's my main motivation for working my arms at the gym. This pool. Yeah. I like it. Sure. That's good motivation. I'm just kind of like, what if I did arm stuff today? Question mark, question mark. There's nothing more intimidation than the sound of a cracking pool ball. I think I think that's what I like most about it. I think it sounds fun. It's like thunder, lightning. I like thunder. I'm not really like <laughs> I'm not really into like ASMR, but like I there are very specific things where I'm like I would listen to that yeah. as like ASMR. I think pool balls like cracking would be one of them. Another one would be that little like video of the little tiny mini goat that was like hopping on the um, oh like, with linoleum. the click clacking on yes and it just like it was like the most perfect like little clumps and I was like I could let us I could listen to this for like hours because yes. it was so one it was cute yeah and he's doing little like kick he was like, like what? i love when goats do that i'm like you're crazy they kid do like, i love going, you Woo-hoo! yeah that's literally what it looks like. like why do they do that like when um disney channel characters like jump up yes that's in the intro and they kick their legs they're like yeah freeze frame yeah yep <laughs> we're turning into a goat podcast now so <laughs> i could do that that was really good <laughs> Just that, just, that just went top of the list of your impressions. <laughs> like, that was good. <laughs> we're in a barn. Yeah, so we're going to be kingpins at... <laughs> we're in a barn. <laughs> you know what I thought of the other day that I haven't thought of in a really long time? Tell was that me. creepy animation movie, Barnyard, with that the cows? That creepy animation. The, the animation on that creeped me out just a little. Why? Because the the, it the was cows like, were too human. It was like slightly, and the humans were too cow. It freaked me out. You don't like and the, the like eyes. animated, almost claymation, but not quite. Um, I don't. I I it freaks me out. It was just the look of those characters, like that style specifically. I don't think it was like the textures that were bothering me. I think mm. it was just like literally how they looked. It it's was cow farm. It's gonna be cow outside. <laughs> That's from that movie. What are we on today? What is going on? Move to your what? next bullet point what? before we go off the rails. Okay. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, what is happening? Uh, okay. Um, I also went... <laughs> Wait, you don't know that? I'm sorry. I can't move on I from re- that. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's part of my brain that's, like, really trying to synapse right now and, like, it sounds familiar, but it also just sounds crazy. So my brain is probably like, yeah, you heard of it, Borg, because that's some crazy shit. And gonna, you've heard crazy shit. I'm going to look it up while you continue. That was, and I'm just going to play it. That was nuts. Um, so I went to San Diego with my sister and her boyfriend this weekend also. Mm-hmm. We did some hiking. It was really nice weather. Went to a farmer's market. Um, Very and cute. I had so much cheese because oh. we got Mexican food. 
at this one Mexican restaurant. Okay. And I, I will always go out, all out for them. And I I'll mean, eat it all. Yeah. I was paying the price, though. But on their way back, we were, like, thinking, it's like, Janelle, my sister's, like, notorious for, like, barely eating dinner, but then, like, wants dessert. And, like, uh, a lot of it. That's, like, the little girl that I nanny. Mm-hmm. She goes, I go, is your belly full? And she goes, so full. And then I pick up her stuff and she goes, Lisa, my treat, my little treat. I'm like, home girl, let's be serious right now. Yeah. We had two bites of your dinner. Two bites. What are we doing here? Literal. So that's like my sister, but like 23 years into the future. Sometimes you're just born with a... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's natural. Maybe it's just dessert. (laughs) Stop. Okay, wait, the cows? <laughs> that will never get old. That is so crazy. Okay. It's going to be cows outside. There cows outside. Okay, so, sorry, continue. Yeah, well, Dessert. No, it, it links perfectly. So the lactose intolerance issue. <laughs> um, so we're driving, and my sister's like, I want dessert like on the way home. And there's so much traffic from San Diego to L.A., so we're obviously going to be in the car for hours. And her and Derek were like, oh, my God, let's go to this one place that we went with our other friends. Like, let's take Clarice there. It's a shaved ice place. And I was like, sick. I love shave ice. Not dessert. Well, it was going to be that for that day. Okay. <laughs> and we get there and it's called Bingsu. But it's basically like a giant pile of like shaved ice topped with like fruits and toppings and whatnot. Okay. So we get there and I'm like seeing it and I'm like, I need to look this up. What is Bingsu? So it's not shaved ice. It's shaved milk. In oh, fact, no. heavy cream that they pour in and it flakes out as if ice. I was going to say, I was like, I've never heard fruit on shaved ice. That seems it's a underwhelming. Thing. It's a thing in Hawaii. I've had it. Okay. But like, this is like, no, it's like cream, but it's like flaky and like pillowy like snow. Oh, she's done for. Um, So I looked this up before we even ordered it because I was like, I cannot get my own. This is milk. I was like, I guess I'll just have like a bite or so, whatever y'all order. And so they order one and it was this mango one and this mound and it looked so good. And I had like a little bite and it had like mango. And I was like, okay, it's just mango and the shaved milk stuff. And then no, it was like coated in condensed milk and all this other stuff. I had two bites and in the whole car ride home, I was like, my anal sphincter was so clenched. Oh God, TMI. Sorry, guys, I can't rip. It's, TMI for the pot. It's pu- It's politeness, okay? So, yeah. So the- Why'd you say it like that? Sorry. Why'd you say it so medically? Um, say you're holding in your toots, girl. What the fuck? So bad. It was more than just that. I was holding it all in. I was holding it together. But that was fun. <laughs> okay. And then... Sounds um, like a great time. Yesterday, yesterday I did like, um, well, I did our research and then I did like house cleaning and stuff like that. But I went out to grab coffee and to finish my book, which I just started my 50th book this yeah, you're year. you're insane for that. And the 50th book is the Helter Skelter book, which is 700 pages long. So let's pray. Praying. But I finished this other book and then I went kind of late though because I had to run errands and I forgot to eat lunch. So it was like 1 p.m. And I was like, oh. It's still lunchtime, you silly. Yeah, but I was like, oh, okay, it's 1 p.m. And I, like, don't have anything in my house. But I'm going to a coffee shop, Priscilla's. That's right across the street from Hank's. Yes. So I went to Hank's. Yes. To see if they would have anything left. 
because like they close yeah. at two. Yeah. And our dear friend Alex was there. Oh, I miss him. Alex is great. I also copped Alex's number because he was like, I'd like to hang out with you guys outside and maybe we could be friends and so I don't have to like see you at work. And I was like, okay, friend. Okay, friend. But before he did that, like I ordered my stuff and he was like, you know, we actually have like a lot of extra stuff. Do you want, do you just want some bagels? Oh, he's done that for me before. God, he's a gem. And I was like. He's a For fucking real? gem. This is like the sixth like, yeah. time we've talked about Alex on the pod. Like, sorry, Ugh, Alex. Sorry. You're a character he in our lives. He was so nice. I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's just freaking Does he listen? To the I pod? wonder. I don't know. Maybe one day he will, and then he'll just like all he'll these early like, episodes. He'll be, be like, like, what the fuck? Oh, you fucking weirdos. Why are you guys talking about me? <laughs> no more bagels for you. <laughs> God, we're getting off on tant. I know. Well, okay, so that was that was all I had to bring up. Okay. That was my weekend, and now it's Monday. It's a new week. We're two weeks out of Halloween. Well, like a week and a half. Yeah. Um. We still don't have a costume. No, we need to go get that. Maybe we could do that this. No, it needs to be done before this weekend. Maybe Friday. Okay, Queen. Oh. Let's go. We have things to do. We have things to fucking do. Should we just end the pod? Or yeah, guys, <laughs> bye. We have things See to do. This was just our little chit chat. That we usually cut out most of. But I <laughs> um, won't this time. But I won't do it. Um, do you have any did you have anything for our agenda? I like did, but I forgot to write it down. So I guess I'll just bring it up next week. Okay. Or maybe a month later. Yeah, a month. And you'll be like, remember <laughs> like when I didn't have that one thing ready for the agenda? Oh. Except I will be like, yeah, I do remember. I actually um I meant to bring this up last time. Oh. But um classic. Have Point you, in case. Yeah, literally. Have uh I think by the time this next episode comes out, uh Britney Spears's memoir will be out. And I know yes. I've been seeing a lot of like the exclusive yes, yes, quotes yes, yes, and stuff yes, like that. Yes. Um I'm so like nervous for it, but only because I'm like I have not seen her herself mm-hmm. like talk about it. And even like those interviews and stuff like emails, like not yeah. like person i just like i want to see her talk about it yeah like, i feel like I, they've been waiting to say anything until this drops and then i think she's she did like an fan. exclusive interview and that's why all this stuff is like coming up with like justin mm-hmm. timberlake and like honestly good she i hope that book rips everyone in her life who's like done her dirty to shreds because if anyone deserves like a revenge like that mm-hmm. it's britney fucking spears it's britney bitch it's britney bitch what the fuck yeah but i will be i will be sat i want that fucking book yeah i want that book okay we need to continue with our stories or else i <laughs> will Creepy be stories. getting mad yeah so let's continue with the we will light. um so because you brought like cursed things like me Inspired. Yeah, we're going off the rails right now with our topics, but I kind of um, like it. We're just going, we're going crazy this month. We're weaning. Enough with the weaning. Um, because you brought in your cursed stories or like songs that like have brought about cursed things. Yes. I thought I was like, we should continue. And we did. Here we are. Here we are. Um, so like the two, so I brought two and I know you brought two. Mm-hmm. The two things that I'm going to bring up are like. They were songs that were like written and then, or sorry, them in themselves like inspired lore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's just. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So these are like two songs that are like responsible for like creating urban legend or at least like heightening 
like and bringing forward like bits bringing of them into folk- the mainstream yes, yes. and okay. then like creating a legend monster creepy things Ooh, a legend um, monster and then possible like i don't know people are like trying to like relate other crimes like to this thing like this like gave them an explanation for like other events oh okay um so yeah it's pretty interesting okay. all right so about it. yeah with the last week you brought up classical musical lore i shouldn't have but i did and i loved it <laughs> should not have <laughs> um and i wanted to like as soon as you said like when you brought up your thing i was like there are so many weird creepy spooky songs written in classical music they're almost all and i had to analyze all of them in school so this is like the creepiest like one of the most creepiest and most effective like ballads in terms of like storytelling oh and like composition i think so okay so beginning in 1782 a young german poet named johann wolfgang von goethe wrote a poem ballad that would soon launch into a terrifying urban legend entitled the earl king the piece tells the story of a sinister creature who preys on travelers and children Uh, this beast is also known as the king of alders and is a forest monster that is said to be a mistranslation of the original danish elf king i think I think I've heard of this. Yes. Still, it has remained a haunting reminder of childhood fears and the dark underworld hiding in forest or like jungles, like unknown things. So the poem is basically a story of a boy riding home on horseback in his father's arms. He is frightened when he is courted by this Earl King or Elf King, who is like a powerful and very creepy supernatural being that he's like seeing. The boy's father, however, cannot see or hear the creature. And he tells his son that his, like, imagination is playing tricks on him. Mm. And the boy grows, like, increasingly terrified um, because, like, this elf king is, like, trying to, like, lure him in with, like, promises of, like, sweet treats and play time and stuff like that. Kind of kind of like a Hansel and Gretel yeah, moment. Yeah, and But his father keeps on telling him, he's like, no, you're just hearing these creepy sounds in the forest that we're riding through you're like seeing things like it's not actually what it is it's also storming so it's a whole thing creepy stormy forest no um but this earl king eventually seizes the boy and the father stops his horse and when they arrive home he sees that his son is dead (gasps) so this like elf king snatched him like snatched his soul Okay. Yes. So that's the poem. Okay. Now, in 1815, about 35 years after the poem, at the ripe old age of 18, Franz Schubert, oh. the pianist, wrote an art song called Earl Konig, which is German, um, for Elf King. And it was inspired by the poem. And it used the poem as like the lyrics oh okay yes. yeah and this piece is for a vocal soloist and piano so it's like very small in terms of like the amount of instruments mm-hmm. but it's very effective in terms of like creating like the tension the drama and the dialogue the spookiness uh, with all the characters with like just two instruments so like although one singer 
is only involved. Schubert gives each like of the songs four personalities, like a different voice mm-hmm. and a different like way of singing and a different like background. So you have like the narrator, you have the father, you have the boy, and you have the Earl King. Ooh. And like each time like the boy speaks, for example, like his growing hysteria is signaled by his like rise in vocal pitch whereas like the father's voice is lower but steady and even mm-hmm. so like you can change you can hear it change like yeah. forever who's talking and the earl king's voice is sweet and beguiling but as he loses his patience with the boy towards the end it takes on like an angry menacing sound mm. so he's like my little hi 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 i'm like yeah <laughs> No, I that was my Earl King impression. No, I understand what you're saying. There's like a lot of like actual research done on like Mm -hmm. the pitch of voice and how it relates to like different emotions and like thoughts. It's very interesting. Yes. So he does like a really good job with this, and uh, the piano underneath helps to heighten these different like characters. And like, there's also this very effective, like, constant, like, repetitive and rhythmic element that's always playing the piano Mm -mm. which gives you the feeling that they're riding on the horseback the whole time which they are and the feeling of like running away from something yeah it's very like this whole piece i think is like four minutes long okay and whenever i like listen to it for four minutes like by the end i am a sweaty mess wow i remember the first time i heard it in like one of my classes at berkeley Mm mm-hmm and by the end everyone's like yeah that was effective and i was like what the fuck just happened i was like Oh my god! I was like, guys, that was a scary story. <laughs> if, They're like, so let's talk about the ways and like the chords. Me, and I was like, if you didn't know bitch. the backstory and you listened to that, do you think you that would have the same effect on you? Yes, because so the song is written in German. Okay. Um. So when I listened to it in class, it was in German. It was in German, I and see. I did not know the translation. Like first time hearing it. Mm-hmm. the piano with the repetitiveness yeah all those crazy. elements crazy yeah you can hear all the different characters mm-hmm. and it just like doesn't sound okay like there's some shit going down and it's very obvious even in german yeah um there's something about a drone droning like tone too mm-hmm. that either can be so like comforting especially in this context or so yeah. like put you on edge yes and so crazy i uh, like i think we should like play it if we can i have it linked we can play it but um but like the main like this very famous baritone singer is like very good with like the different voices oh he's just like a great like voice actor too on top of being a great opera singer are you gonna play like the whole thing i can play bits okay um you should play it now you want me to play it now i don't know i play it when you want to play it Okay, I want to... You just um, got me all curious. Okay, okay. okay, Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I'm making sure... Okay, no, that's fine. I can play it. I don't understand German, so it won't spoil a thing for me. No, I'll, like, um... Here, let's let's bring it up real quick. Sorry. (laughs) Let's bring it up real quick. Okay, so this beginning is, like, the intro, and then the narrator is, like, the first thing. Okay. That comes in. Oh, my God. 
So, yeah, so that sweet sound, Mm -hmm. that was like the Elf King being like, oh, how sweetly I'm talking to you. And then we're going to get this like crazy transition from this like very frantic kid who's like hearing this Elf King talk to him. Mm -hmm. Like it was so sweet for a second, Mm -hmm. even though the repetitiveness is still in the background. Yeah. He's like freaked out. Yeah. So I'm going to just play a little back before the switch and then you'll hear the switch. He's like, what the fuck, dad? He's talking to me. No, so the kid is freaking out. And then it's like, ah, father, father, like he's talking to me. And then you hear the dad at the end, yeah. who's just like very steady, very like, no, no, no. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But so you already have four characters. Yeah. So it's like very effective storytelling. Totally. For, you know, this is fucking 1815. So no TVs, obviously. This is like the, <laughs> the, this Wait, is they like didn't the, have t- TVs in 1815? No. Could you imagine? What did they do for fun? They just sat in a parlor and they watched this guy sing it. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, the, oh, God, I like this part. This part. This part of the show. They're like, <laughs> they're like, babe, come back. The commercials babe, you're are falling over. Asleep. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the narrator's done talking. <laughs> um, okay, so at the time that Schubert released this song into the public, folklore in itself was very impressionable. And many communities, like, adopted the story to, like, warn children or, like, scare them. Classic. Um, You know, like, the usual thing that they do for kids. They're like, let's be mean to children. We hate them here. Yeah. When it's also, like... They're like, this work story, on our farm or die. Yeah. Well, and also with this story that, like, always confuses me is that, like, this poor kid, as we know, is, like, he's, like, he's dying on this horseback. Yeah. He's being lured away by this like elf king who's like promising him like sweet things and takes mm-hmm. his soul and his dad's like he's clearly hysterical his dad's like no you're seeing shit and by the time he gets home he's like oh shit my son's dead like mm-hmm. everything that he's talking about this like king so it's not even like he was being he wasn't being irresponsible yeah it's not like some elf king took him away for like punishment but it's supposed to be like kind of like that nature it's um, supposed to be like, ooh, don't do anything bad because the elf king's going to come get you. Yeah, like in the forest. Oh, the boogeyman, mm-hmm. but it, the 1800s. Literally boogeyman. <laughs> um, and also, Schubert was on the rise. Yeah. And like fame being a young prodigy because he wrote this at 18. Yeah, that's crazy. What the fuck? So it made this story like more widely spread and therefore a little bit more scary because like everyone knows about it now. It's like this being is real to a lot more than just a few people, so yeah. to speak. And because he was so, like, popular, mm-hmm. more people were, like, inclined to believe. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's writing about this shit. Oh, God, like, this is real then. They're like, he was so convincing with this. Yeah. And so, like, the this elf king made its way into some, like, specific communities and traditions. Like, in Dartmoor, Scotland, okay. for instance, a demon huntsman named Dewar is known to kill innocent children, hide them in sacks, and deliver the corpses straight to their parents. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Dewar is Celtic for devil, 
Okay. And this was popular in like the Moore area of Scotland. Okay. Um, which is like just like a vast area of land that's kind of like spooky and haunted for like multiple reasons. Okay. It's very popular in a lot of Sherlock Holmes mysteries, which I thought was very funny. You always hear about the Moore. Yeah. And all, I like, think the that's how I recognize spooky... it. <laughs> yeah, literally. So I mean, this elf king version was like alive in scotland yeah so people are like oh like the jewer like that's like the elf king so scottish people were obviously like freaking the fuck out i mean what else are they to do but to spread stories yeah exactly i mean Mm -hmm. like not even trying to be funny that's like literally all they did (laughs) what else do you (laughs) like what else do you talk about after a while you know what i mean your sheep we gotta start making shit up there's some sheep outside it's a sheep farm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be cows outside <laughs> it's gonna be sheep outside <laughs> um so yeah so the the moor was like freaky over there and then another earl king inspired ch- child killer god <laughs> is a uh, say child killer in like quotes on this one is ireland's oh god okay anyone that speaks gaelic please do not fucking shoot me tatha de don or Danon? Tuatha de Danon. Don't ask me. Okay. We know better. So that that's the name. <laughs> that's the name. And they were known for leaving changelings in cradles. What's a changeling? I'll get into it. Okay. Uh, so they were known for leaving changelings in cradles to replace, like, infant children. Oh, kind of like a little Indiana Jones switcheroo. Yeah. So... This lore itself in Ireland was released before this art song came out. Okay. Um, but many people will think these, like, two are related. That, like, not confirmed, but that the poet was inspired by Irish legend. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, to make this, like, character. Um, but the Tuatha de Danann were believed to be a race of supernatural beings that lived in Ireland years before Christianity came. And people like were believed to have like killed them off or like forced them away. Okay. So they were like walking the earth with you and me at one point, this like race, different race of people. This is like different species of people climbing into the cryptozoology space. And I'm obsessed with that. There's so much Irish lore. That's actually insane. I, I linked it as one of my notes, but there's like a whole site dedicated to like all the mythical beings of Ireland, mm-hmm. their whole history, like the this like race of creature, apparently had battles that were fought and won and lost, and like the banishment of like their kind. Like, oh, it is like a full like that is fun. Holy moly! See, I that's like something like thirteen year old Alyssa would spend all night reading about. Exactly, like, truly, truly. So there was like this race of people um, that were also like believed to be like somewhat of like a fairy type people as well so there was like a deep fear that these like fairies or members of the tuatha de danan would snatch away a child or a relative and replace them with one of their own like an imposter basically No. no 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 um the belief was so strong and the fear was so deep that sometimes it even led to the murder of children or relatives who were thought to be changelings. This is giving me like, have you heard like the White Walker lore? White Walker? 
I skin, think yes. Skinwalker? Yes, it's yes, Skinwalker. yes, yes. Not White Walker. That's creepy, Game of yes. Thrones. <laughs> also real. Oh. <laughs> no, Skinwalker. Yes. Yeah, those are... I watch those videos on TikTok sometimes. I'm like, ooh, you guys are fucking weird. Stop putting this shit on the internet. I don't need to but know like, what walks out of my window at night. I feel like kind of soon people are going to like start getting crazy on these like animals and shit. Because they think yeah. that they're skin walkers, which is like such an insane thing to say. Crazy. Dude, we can like freaking all the crime and lore behind like mythology and music and stuff literally oh, that's our spinoff podcast. that's our spinoff <laughs> um that's our whole october that's month. guys that's what we're bringing you that's what we're bringing you here. take it or leave it take it <laughs> but so there is a specific case that i found of this terrible incidence where in 1895 bridget cleary was burned to death by her husband michael and others who were convinced she had been replaced by a changeling. Oh, my God. Yeah. Since his, quote, unquote, true wife had been snatched away and replaced by fairies, Michael believed he was just killing the evil changeling who had replaced Mar- or Bridget. Do they think that, like, once they do that, like, the real human will come back? Or, I don't like, fucking know. Like, I don't get it. Like, clearly not. Like, that Earl King snatched that kid up and was not bringing him back. Yeah, that's true. That's, okay. Yeah, but Michael was found guilty of manslaughter, and he spent 15 years of prison for this. So, like, it's clearly not in the eyes of the law as well. But, like, it led a lot of people to be like, you're not the real person. Yeah, Like, that's that's so fucking spooky. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I had it that I was going to play it next, but we already played it. Sorry. No, you're good. So, that's kind of the, that's the Earl King it's a child wow. snatching lore for you. Little sweet little sweet spot there. I wonder if like Schubert ever like wanted to like make a statement like hey guys this is a little out of hand like can we I was just like writing some fun music off of like a little poem that I liked yeah, like, like what if I just wanted to have like a, a little bit like imagine if fucking Stephen King had to like make a statement every time he wrote one of his like horror fiction books. Yeah, it's so odd. It's just yeah. like, but I just like, I like to think about that I sometimes. Like to think about it too. Where I'm like, at what point do you say something? True. <laughs> oh, and also, you're fo- he's like, 18. He was like, everyone loves me for this song. I'm not saying shit. He's like, yeah, it's real. Yeah, literally. He's like, I'm going to eat this <laughs> yeah, up. It's Let's real. go. Elf King Fairy Elf guy. Fairies, fairies, doer, more devils that live in forests and weird places like that will come get your children. That's my new Instagram. You don't have to bio. do anything wrong, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's insensitive. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so that's my first one. Wow. Spooky. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. Oh, my. I have something that I can loosely connect to yours. Do you think my foot is going to be in the camera? No feet for free. We're blurring it. I know. That's what I was about to say. I was like, we're, I bl- we're censoring it. Putting can't, a sensor bar over have those these. toes, those dogs. Yeah, these dogs ain't for sale. Not up for adoption. Not for free, bitch. There's a fee. <laughs> these are like those what like pure purebred like Frenchies that are like no, ten grand. No, no, no. We're done with this one. <laughs> we already went anyway, too far, and then you did it even your further. Your twin. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna be talking about an instrument that's said to be cursed. Ooh, that's fun. Even Picture, though it's like, like crazy Davy Jones organ. 
Yes, but it's like a whole instrument. Like it's not just like one specific. Oh, like if you play this, you're fucked no matter what. Yes, oh, it's like fun. definitely debunked. Is it a bassoon? <laughs> Is it a viola? Imagine? What if it was like the piano? <laughs> the piano. <laughs> Good lord. All right. No, it's definitely like acoustic. No, it is the fucking ukulele. I know it. That is a whole other podcast. <laughs> I. Hey there, Delilah. What's it like? As someone who learned Immediate how to play death. like three songs on ukulele and was annoying about it, I'm allowed to make fun of other people who do that too. So, um, I never learned how to play ukulele. I just am allowed to make fun of those that. <laughs> You're allowed to, by like, association. by proxy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Anyway. So I'm going to be telling you about, like, the lore behind what is known as the glass harmonica. <gasps> Do you know what that instrument is? Um, there is one in the Boston Museum of Fine Arts. I don't know if it's still there, but you know how they had that exhibit with all the old-ass instruments? I do. Interesting. Is it not like an actual like harmonica? It's like you? not a harmonica. Is it like a pan flute? No. I okay. will explain Keep what it going. is. Keep on going. Yes. Okay. So the glass harmonica is also known as the bowl organ, the hydrocrystallophone. Got that one. Nice. Or simply the harmonica or harmonica. It uses a series of glass bowls or goblets graduated in size to produce musical tones through friction so basically throughout this think like when you have like a wine glass and you You run your finger around yeah it's that it's that idea but they made it an instrument okay it was actually invented by benjamin franklin Ooh. In 1761. Okay, Benjamin. Although the phenomenon of, I don't know if the phenomenon is the right word to use here, but mm-hmm. the act of like rubbing a wet finger <laughs> along the rim of a wine goblet to produce tones mm-hmm. is documented back to the Renaissance times. So like he didn't come up with this idea, but people like Galileo and Kircher have like documented things like this like yeah. the Irish musician Richard Pockrich is typically credited as the first to play an instrument composed of glass vessels but again Benjamin Franklin was the one who like made this thing together he made, made this instrument this instrument but okay. based on all of these ideas okay Edward Delaval a friend of Benjamin Franklin's and a fellow of the Royal Society made a set of glasses better tuned and easier to play. So kind of like took that wine glass idea and kind of like upped it a little bit. Right. Like made it a little more like specific. Benjamin Franklin invented a radically new arrangement of glasses in 1761 after seeing water-filled wine glasses played by Edward Dalton. How did I say that? By Mr. Edward, his By friend. By Mr. Edward. At Cambridge in England in 1761. So Franklin worked with a London glass blower named Charles James, not to be confused with James Charles, to build one. No makeup. And its world premiere was in early 1762, played by Marianne Davies. In a letter to a friend... Franklin said, quote, the advantages of this instrument are that its tones are incomparably sweet beyond those of any other. 
that they may be swelled and softened, softened, can't say that word, why, at the pleasure by stronger or weaker pressures of the finger and continued to any length and that the instrument being well-tuned never again wants tuning. In honor of your musical language, I have borrowed it from the name of this instrument, calling it the harmonica, which is like derived from the Italian word for harmony Mm -hmm. or harmonic. Yes. In Franklin's version, 37 bowls are mounted horizontally on an iron spindle. Okay. The whole spindle is being turned using a foot pedal. Mm Mm-hmm. And the sound was produced by touching the rims of the bowls with a water-moistened finger. Okay. Rims were painted different colors according to the pitch of the note. For example, like A was dark blue, B was purple, C was red, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And the accidentals, like the in-between notes. Mm -hmm. Are flats and sharps. Yes. Were marked in white. Okay. With the Franklin design, it's possible to play 10 glasses simultaneously, a technique that is very difficult, if not impossible, to execute using just like the upright goblets. Yeah, what? So let me show you what this is because that anecdote is going to make a lot more sense. Whoa. So it's literally like imagine if you stacked up a bunch of like a big bowl into a bunch of little bowls like Russian doll style and then put them all together horizontally on like a spin- yeah, on, on like a side. spinning wheel. Yeah, so like imagine like like a spinning thing that you like spin like a chicken on, like a rotisserie. Yes. So like the, a rotisserie. Yeah, so the bulls are sideways. Yeah. With a bar going through all of them. And they're kind of like stacked in or each like, other. Or like you know those like stacked rings that children play with where you stack that. all the big like the big yes. to small. Totally. Okay, imagine like your kid knocks that over and it's on the side now. That's how they all spin. That makes sense now. So it's like laid out like a piano. I was thinking yes. like each rim individually was like sitting up. And I was like, no. oh my God. But well, now if you hit it like the side of the rim this way, like you can, your hands can stretch like a piano yes. would. And it's kind of like played makes similarly to a piano, like yeah. the way that it's set up. And also the reason that this instrument like became like an actual instrument rather than kind of like a technique with these goblets or mm-hmm. glasses was because of the way it was structured like that where like people could like develop a technique similar to like a yes. piano. So that's easier. Okay. Okay. It kind of looks like one of those like slug slinky fidget toy things. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, t- we'll, sh- we'll show you guys a picture of it. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. We just need to explain it at great length because this is a podcast. Um, <laughs> this is audio only. Audio only. So European monarchs indulged in playing the glass harmonica and even Marie Antoinette took lessons on it as a child. Wow. The instrument's popularity did not last far beyond the 18th century, though. It's claimed that the instrument didn't generate enough power to fill the large halls that were becoming home to modern stringed instruments, Mm -hmm. brass, woodwinds, and percussion. Yeah. It was also an instrument made of all glass, basically, so easily broken. Yeah, very fragile. And by 1820, the harmonica, or glass harmonica, I'm just going to call it the harmonica for right now, okay. had mostly disappeared from frequent public performance, perhaps because of the musical fashions were changing, mm-hmm. but... Some claim that this falling out of popularity was due to a lot of 
quote, strange rumors that the using or listening to of this instrument caused both musicians and their listeners to go insane. <gasps> no. So all of the commonly cited examples of this rumor, kind of like where they originated, seem to be from Germany, specifically Vienna. Mm -hmm. But one example of the alleged effects from playing the glass harmonica was noted by German musicologist Johann Frederick Rochlitz. And I'm not going to try to say where he said this because it's all in German. It's very long. A lot of, <laughs> lot of vowels in there. Um, the harmonica excessively stimulates the nerves, plunges the player into a nagging depression, and hence into a dark and melancholy mood. This is an apt method for slow self-annihilation. Oh my goodness. Uh, Dramatic. He goes on to say, if you're suffering from any nervous disorder, you should not play it. If you are not yet ill, you should not play it excessively. And if you're feeling melancholy, you should not play it or else, or play uplifting pieces. You know, I wonder what he would say now about all these, like, anxiety-stricken people that go to <laughs> fucking raves and all these sad people that make money off of sad songs and only write sad songs. At me, Clarice. <laughs> it's like, mm, if you're not yet ill, don't do it too much. Don't do it, bitch. They're like, how dare you? We tried. Keep yourself from being ill. <laughs> like, we tried to warn you. Amazing. Um, a woman named Marianne Kirch, Kirknesser was an harmonica player, and she died at the age of 39 of pneumonia or an illness much like it. Um, a lot of people connect her death to, like, how much, how frequently she, she played, played that. because it, like, fucked up her, her like, inner system and dysregulated right. it, her it lodged water into her all the water she was dipping on her fingers to play just absorbed into her lungs and then she got pneumonia honestly a lot like that one i was like girl stretch that it's like the 17 1800s everyone be dying from a pneumonia True. Anyway, however, many others, including Benjamin Franklin, lived long lives. And obviously, like I just said, pretty common for an I illness like that to be it. a death sentence. But to continue on with these claims of mm -hmm. madness, yeah. some people even claimed that the high-pitched notes invoked hallucinations, madness, and even suicide. Although it's like kind of hard to back up these claims yeah, a long time ago. A player and composer named Carl Leopold Rolig stated that the instrument could, quote, make woman, women faint, send a dog into convulsions, make a sleeping girl wake screaming through a chord of the diminished seventh, and even cause the death of one of, of the very young, unquote. And physicians warned people of possible ill effects, including muscle tremors, prolonged shaking of the nerves, fainting, cramps, swelling, paralysis, and seeing ghosts. They're communicating with the ghosts. I need you to keep those ill effects in mind. Okay. <laughs> All 36 of them. Some towns 
even went as far as banning the instrument altogether from being played, from being brought into the town. I'm going to like kind of slightly go in a little sciencey direction for a moment just to like kind of like explain Mm -hmm. a possible reason like why this had such an effect on people, this specific instrument. Okay. So the disorienting quality of the ethereal sound of the glass harmonica Mm -hmm. is due in part to the way that humans perceive and locate ranges of sound. Okay. Above four, four K, wait, what is it? K hertz? Four, yeah, um, kilohertz. Four kilohertz people primarily use the loudness of the sound to differentiate between left and right ears and then thus being able to triangulate and locate the source of the sound. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Below 1K hertz, they use like differences in the sound waves arriving at their left and right ears to identify location. So it's definitely harder, but it's not like impossible like right. at that level. The predominant pitch of the harmonica is in the range of one to four kilohertz, Mm -hmm. which coincides with the sound range where the brain is, quote, not quite sure. And thus listeners have difficulty locating it in the space Mm -hmm. and discerning the source of the sound. Mm -hmm. So like literally puts your whole brain on edge, like trying to figure out like what the sound is. Just imagine like a drone. What is that? Like. What's interesting to me, too, which it kind of makes sense now as far as, like, location-wise, is that, like, 3 kilohertz to 5 kilohertz, mm-hmm. even, I would say, honestly, can go down to 1, too, sometimes. So, like, 1 to 5 kilohertz mm-hmm. is, like, the most sensitive to yeah. our ears. Yeah. Because it's the range in which babies cry. Mm. And we speak naturally. Right. Yeah. So our brains are also just like not caring like where the sound is coming from. It's just like picking up on those like very sensitive. Yeah, it's on like a weird primal it's on level. A weird. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so strange. Yeah. Um, and like anyway. when your brain can't really figure out like locate like the source of a sound or mm-hmm. like that could be danger. It like immediately yeah. sends your like it. I get it. it sends like, your body into like where is that coming from? Yeah. But I sometimes listen to like different like frequencies like. Mm-hmm. I know people do that with like, with like in their yoga or like that's why people use like the metal bowls. I forget yeah. the actual name of them, mm-hmm. but like the frequencies because it's supposed to like do uh, do certain mm-hmm. things for like your nervous system right. or like your brain or your ears. So like I definitely can understand like how the harmonica could like to absolutely a larger group of people could have that like kind of like uh, effect. Mm-hmm. So I did listen to like 0.2 seconds of it. And I, I don't know if it was just because I was like anxious today, but like it kind of, I was like, Ooh. like Ooh. I kind of want to play it, but I don't know if I'll put it in the episode just because it's like, it's really high pitched. It's okay. like going to hurt people's ears if they're listening to headphones. Okay. Warning. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. We might put it in. Possibly. Who knows? Yeah. I want to hear it. Okay. I get it. I get it because it's very like those are the very sensitive frequencies for our ears and it's just like very pure tone. Yeah. Well, I even think like it's piercing. Yeah, it's definitely piercing. Like I think that like anyone who has done or has had has heard like even just like mm-hmm. again back to the wine glass mm-hmm. like 
I think like even someone doing that for like a few seconds is pretty like whoa chill out you yeah, know like it that's cuts a lot through. it, it cuts. really cu- it's piercing that and the and word. these are designed to be even more piercing than a normal wine glass like this supposed to be pure yeah. sound like for instruments you have yeah. like the amplification and everything else yeah no that'll do it yeah um, speaking of ghosts yeah Ooh. and there's like a lot of um I think I skipped this. Maybe I didn't. Composers like Beethoven and Mozart and like Mm -hmm. over like a hundred composers around this time like have written music specifically for this instrument. But like a lot of that has like fallen. Like it's just like kind of like lost to time. If that makes sense. Especially because like it's life like it's like po- not even just this popularity, but the like the way it got banned and like a lot of people had kind of an aversion to it. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of like wasn't as not, I don't want to say documented because like obviously it did this, but it's not as like kind of like it didn't have enough time upkeep. to be. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have enough time to make its big mark. You know what I mean? Spooky, though. Yeah. So, OK. I'm going to tell you, like, kind of, like, the now current, like, accepted theory of, like, what was actually going on with this. And it's very short. Okay. So the now accepted answer is that the players were suffering from lead poisoning. What the fuck? Yes. Because harmonicas were made of lead glass. Oh. However, there's no known scientific basis for this theory that like merely touching the lead glass can cause lead poisoning and um lead poisoning was obviously common in the 18th and early 19th century <laughs> yeah. um for both harmonica players and non-players alike doctors prescribed medication of lead compounds for a very long list of ailments mm-hmm. And lead was used as a food preservative and in cookware, eating utensils, even Yum. even things like babies' bottles. Yum. So, like, lead all up in this bitch. Like, truly lead everywhere. They, yeah, I literally wrote here, they used lead in everything, so I feel like the amounts of lead on the instrument is so small compared to, like, the lead they were yes. just, like, constantly absorbing, like, into their body. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same as, like, if you heard of those, like, the radium girls. Exactly. Yes. Where it's, like, yes, they worked they, in a factory that had they radium. green, bro. But, like, it was in their makeup. And it was ah. in other women's makeup and lipstick and shit and, like, every sort of cosmetic thing known to man. They're that like, was, like, the green paint, like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Because it glowed it glowed when it was dark and for the watches. And then the of their eyes. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's in everything else. Yeah. Yes, they're working with it hands-on yeah but it's also in everything fucking else it's everywhere yeah unfortunately yeah i don't know the lead poisoning like although it does make the most like sense Mm -hmm. like i just like i do want to believe that after a long time of like your brain like being that like off put like in Mm -hmm. that fight or flight especially just because like i don't know i find it very interesting yeah, no, um, absolutely. I don't think I could listen to more than five minutes of that. That's at a what time. I mean. Like, I don't even think the guy that Those I just showed you. Those frequencies are like, very sensitive to our ears, yeah. and it's very pure sound, which is like. Ooh. And people would compose like whole pieces of music, mm-hmm. and like people go to performances for this. So yeah. it's just like kind of gives you a headache. I get it. Like, get why that people were like 
that's pretty I'm not gonna do that again though like we're not doing that or like after a while I feel like that just like you zone out and then you're just like that's what causes those weird fucking hallucinations or Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck oh absolutely a lot of those like rumors or whatever like weren't like really like substantiated by anything so it's like really just kind of like the lore of it all the lore the lore of it all but like people around that time like truly was like that is cursed that is a cursed sound don't fucking play that shit in front of me don't bring it in our town yeah too late um (laughs) yeah also like i know it's like it was like typical to like have like a bowl Mm -hmm. of water yeah but like people like learning to play the instrument would typically just like lick their fingers mm. to like wet it so like i can kind of see lead transfer see like the lead transfer there would make a little more fingers sense to touch everything else yeah but like again it's just like the the like very rim of the i don't know that just doesn't seem like enough for me so anyway yeah that's the um cursed instrument lore that's spooky yeah that yeah. hurt my ears a little the yeah sound kind of sounds like when i'm like editing the eq yeah. of our podcasts and if i hear like this like really annoying hum or buzz i'll like peek it yeah you and hone i'll in sweep on it. across the frequencies and it's always so piercing between the one and 5k yeah. and it's always like and it gets so loud in my ears and i'm like ah fuck and then i like turn it down <laughs> i'll like switch that shit but that's literally what it made me think of yeah i was like oh this is like an an eq quiz thing that i had in school and it's freaking me out real also i will say too that like i've seen like bowed instruments oh um, yeah like a vibraphone being bowed mm-hmm. creates like a similar pure like sound like that yeah there was one there was like yeah. it was like a nail harp or something mm-hmm. like that where it's literally like exactly what the fuck it sounds like but yeah. like there were similar instances like or rumors i guess i should say yeah. about that instrument as well but i think it's all about like the frequency and yeah. like how that affects you again i listen to all those like fucking frequency mm-hmm. like things where it's like healing healing yeah. frequency like fucking seven 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 yeah. hertz or whatever the fuck and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah. i'm like in i'm like i'm sure let's fucking listen to some fucking drone sounds yeah exactly and again no one is making like no one is making a piece for Bode Vibe or 7-7 yeah. seven, seven Frequency. Yeah. Mother, no one's real. doing that for five minutes. Anyway. So, yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, Do you need a break? I do need a break. Okay. That's- <laughs> Thanks so much. You know me so well. <laughs> Halfway through. All right. I'm for ready. The next- All right. This one's kind of creepy. Yay. So, the second song I'm going to talk about is by the Toadies. The toadies. The toadies. Like. Um, <laughs> and it was their song Possum Kingdom that was written in like the mid-1990s. Okay. Okay. So before this song existed, Possum Kingdom Lake was an uneventful man-made fishing spot, popular cliff diving spot, as well as like deep diving. Okay. In the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. That is, until the Toadies released the song and put an eerie twist to the spot people knew about and, like, grew up around. And it also brought about, like, public interest and public digging and knowledge of the history of this place, which was kind of always creepy and never really talked about until this came out. 
the band hit it big with their single Possum Kingdom, which was inspired by a string of creepy events linked to the lake. Lead vocalist Vaden Todd Lewis, who is the son of a preacher, mm. wrote the song like in a way that was super ambiguous and opens it up to various interpretations. One theory suggests that the song recounts the story of a serial killer who lured young girls into his boathouse. Mm -hmm. And legend has it that he would rape and murder his victims inside. And this boathouse like still supposedly exists like at the lake. Um, Another like suggestion account revealed that the song was loosely based on a kidnapping and killing spree that happened near the Possum Kingdom Lake early like the 1980s. And the local authorities like allegedly hid all evidence of like these crimes and like past crimes uh-huh. that would like avoid turning off tourists from like visiting the lake. Yeah, they were like, we don't want a bad rep kind of thing. Yeah, so that's okay. what people like suggest, like thought that it was about. Okay. And then in 1995, RAP magazine interviewed the band to further explore the urban legends surrounding their song. And although the story was a mishmash of true events and folk legends, lead singer Lewis admitted that, like, despite all this, like, the lake still holds, like, a certain enigma. He said, quote, I just made it up. Okay. So his story and, like, the story that he portrays, like, in the song goes like this. So it's, like, a prowler who is presumed to be a man approached a young woman one night Making overtures of romantic flattery, he invited her to walk around him, um, around with him at the lake. He lured her behind a boathouse, and it was there that he revealed his true intentions. He intended to take her as his, quote, bride, and no one heard from her ever again. Mm. So he made up this story. And he was okay. like, I made up this story. He also was like, I made up this story, but here's a true like story of a local stalker who had a strange habit of peeping into windows and breaking into people's houses at the lake that he like supposedly knew about. He's like, I made it up, but there was this guy that was actually there. And I wrote like, as if like, as if this would help make his story more true. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't what are you see the connection that up for? there, but okay. And so with this account of his and it's cryptid or cryptic, ambiguous lyrics and a music video that was like steeped in like serial killer imagery and stuff and was always on MTV. They played the shit out of this. I feel like I know this song. Yeah. It, the song became like an urban legend itself. Okay. However, uh, Lewis's family did own a fishing lodge out by the lake. Oh, and he spent the summers there like in his teens and his twenties. Um, so he was like very much, involved in like soaking up the atmosphere of this creepy place he says quote it was always kind of a moody area and of course you got places like hell's gate and devil's island the names are already there it lends itself to some storytelling so there's already like lores about this place and him like growing up there that he like heard about and he was like but i'm gonna make up the story is it like small town vibes kind yes. of thing? Okay, yeah, I can see that. But so that's the song. And then people are like, oh, urban legend, like there has to be like a serial killer, et cetera, et cetera, because he wrote about it. So like has to be true and he lived there. So it all kind of like adds up. Or even though he said I made it up, people were like, no, like this has to be real. So mm. that there's where the urban legend of like the song and this like serial killer in the song like sprouts. Okay. However, at the lake actually recorded 
in documentation. People have died there. Two men drowned after their boat capsized near this Morris Shepherd Dam, which is like an area. And a month later after that, an Arlington man drowned after falling off a pool float on the 4th of July. A Lubbock woman drowned also over 4th of July. A 19-year-old man, also from Lubbock, died in a jet skiing accident. A 17-year-old from Koppel died in like 2012, so that was kind of recent. After diving from a cliff. And a 15-year-old dies that same year after jumping off a dock. Oh, my God. The waters. this So this lake has, like, a lot of cliffs that people dive off of. Yeah. Therefore, it has, like, a lot of, like, canyons um, that are, like, clear and cavernous. And they extend, like, 100 feet down Yeah, in some places. Sure. So many have also... Like little coves. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. So many have also been, like, believed to have, like disappeared oh like because of drowning because they like go down Uh, these caverns uh, and stuff is this like a large lake i was like imagining like a little it's larger yeah oh my god yes okay um it's man-made so it's probably like reservoir oh okay okay and by the way like the cliffs look like it looks like it was just like they just dug a hole carved like straight down instead of like you know the gradual like bowl yeah it's like Can of soup straight down versus, like, bowl. Can of soup? Straight down. There have been a lot of bodies pulled out of the lake over the years. Um, Nearly all of these can be chalked up to accidents, such as a misjudged dive, like I said before, neglected life vest, and often the deadly combination of alcohol and water. Real. As pro all these, like, people dying on the 4th of July. Yeah, that's real. And there was a rare exception. In 1996, so, like, literally a few years after they released this song, when a Fort Belknap woman fatally drugged her boyfriend and chopped up his body and scattered the pieces across four separate counties. No. Eventually, his torso washed up in Possum Kingdom Lake. No, no, no. There's this detective or, like, sheriff, I'm unsure. His name is, like, Fan Deucer, who's, like, very talkative about this band and Possum Kingdom Lake. He says it remains the weirdest true story he's heard of his many decades there. And the only one he could think of that could possibly inspire the toadies. Except it happened two years after Possum Kingdom was released. Oh. He's like, that's the only thing I can like think would inspire them, but it was already written by then. Oh, okay. Spooky. For like stories of murder or violence along the lake itself... You would have to look back to before the body of water even existed when Anglo settlers and indigenous people like lived along the Brazos River. Mm-hmm. So like most of the West and much of the United States. Possum Kingdom is a place with blood in its soil, fought over land. The very name of Hell's Gate that I mentioned before hails from these times where supposedly it earned its ominous name after a fur trader stole some pelts from a local tribe the comanches swearing he'd pass through the gates of hell before he'd give them back the cliff marks a spot where he died in a hail of arrows so hell's gate is like a cliff people will jump off of oh my gosh there's history and terrible things that have happened there before it was like turned into a lake right so that holds energy totally and there's a story of pickwick which is a tiny ghost town that was submerged when the lake was first constructed. Oh. 
Yes. Okay. And they were I've like, seen, whoops, sorry. Yeah, literally. Well, like, we've seen pictures of this. So when the lake is low, you can sometimes see Pickwick's bones jutting from the surface. Somewhere down there, too, is the original Carter Bend Cemetery, whose residents were all exhumed and relocated before like it was made. That. And they were like moved to like what is called the Pickwick McAdam Cemetery and Grafford, which is like a town over. But according to O.K. Carter, who is a veteran Fort Worth writer and Possum Kingdom native, this has spawned like another local legend saying that like the rumor is that not all the bodies were moved. Uh, yeah, see, I don't believe that for a yeah, second. Yeah, which accounts for the ghostly presence divers sometimes see in the water or whispers that come ashore mixed with waves. Also, just like don't dig people up. My God, that's like just submerge a whole that's like fucking town. Haunting one hundred and one. Um, yeah, just like that. well, it freaks me out too because like imagine swimming and then you like scrape your foot on something and you look down and, and it's, it's like, like a, a chimney. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? What the fuck is that? Oh, I've seen like pictures of this shit before, and it is oh, that's spooky. Scary. Oh no! Also, Fort Worth was a scary place to be in in the eighties and early nineties. People, particularly women, were being attacked in unprecedented numbers for the area. A string of unexplained disappearances and gruesome murders in 1984 and 1985 spurred police to form a task force Mm -hmm. as, like, panic obviously crept over everyone. Even after the arrest of several serial killers known to have preyed on, you know, Possum Kingdom County. That's not what it's called, but that's, like, where it was. Right. Including... Ricky Lee Green, Curtis uh, Don Brown, like two big guys. Yeah. yeah. Like it created that fear. Yeah. This there. is like now bad that yeah, vibe central. We're like, oh, these people were around this area and are convicted serial killers. Yeah. Okay. But Lewis, despite like all this history and stuff, he acknowledges that all the tension like surrounding this place could not help but creep into his songwriting and the way local listeners would receive it. Yeah. I mean, like even like if the song had not been written, the small town gossip of all of these, like, yeah, this is like not even just little, like, Ooh, so-and-so mm-hmm. did this. Exactly. This, like, big shit. Yeah. And I mean, also like when all these like serial killers and stuff was like happening, Oh, that was when he was young. Them. Yeah, and he was, if he had, like, a fucking lake house, he was probably hearing about all this shit, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, they wrote the song and they released it, and they really honed into the whole serial killer creepy energy of it. I don't like that. And people were like, oh, my God, this, like, has to be real. And then they just had to literally open a history book and just be like, oh, this is Bloodland. Oh, there's a town down there. Oh, shit, look at all this stuff that fucking happened to this place. Damn. Yeah, no wonder it's creepy as fuck. So this song kind of, like, opened a lot of people's eyes about, like, the history of this town. Yeah, and, like, that one guy said, he was like, the only thing that I can think of that yeah, he inspired even, this yeah. happened two years after the fact. Mm. So people were, like, trying to pin... Like, one specific instance yeah. when it was really kind of, like, a mosh posh. Yeah. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Lewis was just like, I grew up in a creepy place. Let's, like mold all that together and form my own creepy narrative and Mm, mm -hmm. get it on mtv sure i mean what else is mtv for clearly clearly so yeah so that's possum kingdom and possum kingdom lake it's such a cute little name i know you kept saying it and i was like possum 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 it makes me think of that like what's that wes anderson cute moonlight kingdom 
It's like a little camping one. I've never it's just seen, a cute name. Know. When I think of like Possum Kingdom, I like think of cute little picnics and little furry creatures coming and greet you. I don't think of. I've only seen one of every like big director's movies. Like oh. Wes Anderson, I've only seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, girl. And then like Quentin Tarantino, I've only seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know that's not the one to start with. Sorry, everyone. My dad did love Kill Bill. Yeah. But like that was him, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't allowed to watch that. Obviously, I'm trying to think of other big names. Oh, Christopher Nolan. Only seen one of his. Have you seen uh, um, Interstellar? Inception. Okay, okay. I'll take Interstellar. Interstellar. I haven't seen Inception. I've watched Inception. I had to watch Inception like three times to like understand it. See, everyone tells me that, and I'm like, that doesn't make me want to watch it's also that. Very at all. long. Any Martin Scorsese films? I know he just had his new one that just released. Perhaps what name some big ones. Um, well, the one he just released is the Kingdom of or the Killing of the Flower Moon or something like that. It's also about literally like bloodlands and shit and revenge and terrible. What are other ones of his? Oh God, don't put me on the spot like this. I'm gonna. Um, I have seen Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, that was his other big one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, and Shark Tale. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's a voice in it, too. I think Martin Scorsese has a character. He's the manager. Oh, Maybe that just came up. He's, in like, he's the fish manager. I don't think he I don't think he directed this. No, he's in it. He's he's the voice. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. That was not directed by him. I just like it came up on his like. He's, his he's got iconic eyebrows. <laughs> I love him. Oh, my God. Sorry. Now I'm just in. I'm in Martin Scorsese land. Yeah. Anyway. Here we are. I feel like ours are like weirdly connected today because I'm also going to be talking about like mm. a weird place that connects to a song. Wait, that's, can that I? Things can I just? Too. Can I just oh. name some ones for you? Oh, please, some big ones. Yeah, Taxi Driver. No, Goodfellas. No, Shutter Island. I watched like the first five minutes of that and then I got bored. Raging Bull. Nah. The Gangs of New York? No. Hugo? I read the book. Okay, I'll take it. He didn't um, do, have anything to do with the book. Cape Fear? That's a big one. Nah. Cape Fear? No. Nah. Those are like the crazy big ones. I'm like a film lover's worst person to talk to. Like, <laughs> I... Not even Taxi Driver? No. Like, I don't know what it... Like, a lot of these movies, I just, like, don't... The Departed? No. Oh, man. I gotta watch some of these again. I'm sure they're good good movies. Like, I don't really... I just, like, I don't care for... Also, um... He's from New York. Robert De Niro is in a ton of his stuff as well. Oh. I feel like Robert De Niro... There's a really cute picture of Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese for the... Because he's also in Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Um, which is like the newest one, but he's been in like all the other ones as well. And there's like pictures of them like growing up together, like aging together. That's cute. It is cute. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So ours are related. (laughs) Ours are related. It's kind of funny. I didn't even plan it. I was kind of spooky. I was kind of really worried because we had kind of weaning. Anyway, (laughs) we shut down. We didn't. We always make this mistake where we don't tell each other like what, what we've 
what we've been researching until we like finish all our hard work and yeah. have to start over from scratch again. Yeah, I've only had to do that once, so I feel like we're, we've got a good streak going. Okay, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I was worried. Did I text you today about you it? You did this morning as I was driving to work. Yeah, I texted you like butt crack of dawn and was like, <laughs> hold on. I was like, hold the phone. You're like, wait, we didn't even, you, what did you send me? You were like, we didn't even talk about what we were doing. Yeah, that's all I said. I, I was, was like, like what? oh, yeah, let me send that to you real quick. You I like me that had, dry ass fucking message. I, I said it because I was driving. I had to like use the voice mm. and I was like, please let this be correct. And it, it, it got it all correct. And I was that's like, just send right. it. Yeah. Cause it doesn't understand me. Also, sometimes my French keyboard is on. So then it goes like, and I'm like, that's not right. So true. Anyway, at so least it wasn't true. a French message. That's true. I would have just used Justine. <laughs> <laughs> She's my translator. I don't use Google Translate anymore. No, we just have her. Just have her. All right. So I'm going to be talking about the dead man's curve. The dead man's curve? Yes. So a dead man's curve is an American nickname for a winding stretch of road so treacherous that it has, in legend or in fact, been the scene of numerous accidents and claimed the lives of several unwary or foolhardy drivers who challenged its bends at too high of a speed. So many American towns have been home to what has been like dubbed a dead man's curve. Okay. But the most famous dead man's curve of all belongs to Los Angeles. Here we are. God damn it. And this dead man's curve was immortalized in the 1964 top 10 hit by Jan and Dean, the singing duo who crafted a string of chart-topping singles built around surfing and hot rods in the mid-60s. Mm. The most re renowned victim of L.A.'s infamous curve was Mel Blanc, the famous voice of Bugs Bunny, and no. hundreds of other cartoon characters. In 61, Blanc was driving a sports car eastbound on Sunset one evening, and at a dead man's curve, he collided head-on with another car. <gasps> no! He suffered head injuries, broken pelvis. He did spend weeks in a coma but survived. A few days after his accident, L.A. Board of Public Works approved making changes to the banking of that portion of Sunset Boulevard to lessen the danger of the downhill curve. A city engineer testified that it had been a scene of 26 accidents, three of them fatal within a two-year stretch. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so let me get into the song. Mm -hmm. Jan and Dean were a rock duo consisting of William Jan Barry and Dean Ormsey Torrance. They were like pioneers of surf and California sound styles that were popularized by the Beach Boys. And they are described genre-wise as like rock, pop, vocal surf, or even psychedelic rock. Okay. The song Dead Man's Curve was released in 1963 by the band Jan and Dean on their album Drag City. Ooh. It reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 singles charts and 39 in Canada in 64. Ooh. So 
once it like was released as a single off this album and was like popping off. Yeah. Okay. So do you remember, I'm trying to remember like what episode this was that I talked about this. I want to say it was Bobby Fuller, but I can't remember. Okay. Do you remember when I was talking about teenage tragedy songs in the 60s? No, because we we did Bobby Fuller at your place. Yeah. And I remember you talking about the teenage tragedy songs because I... Oh, you're right. I was here. You were right here. Yeah. I think I was talking about Johnny Cash on that one. Mm. And you were talking about... Was that Joe Meek? But I know what you're talking about. Yes. I just want people to go back if they want to hear more about teen tragedy songs. No, I think it was Joe Meek. It was Johnny Remember Me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Amazing. What episode was that? I think that's Where's the Bed. Mm. Like 14 or 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they'll do it. Okay, because that's our one of our most popular episodes. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's that one. Okay, so you guys should Ruh-roh. know what I'm talking about when episode I say- Episode 14. Episode 14, we touch on it a little more. The Teenage Tragedy song. So this song in particular, The Dead Man's Curve, really fits into that genre. You know, like it was like kind of like peak when this, I don't even want to call it a genre. This like lyrical theme of songs was like happening. This like peak moment. And they were kind of in like the right genre for it, I would say. Fair. Like kind of like the surfy psychedelic, psychedelic type of yeah yeah exactly exactly ghost shit bro. Yes. The premise of the song is that the narrator goes out for a drive in his Corvette Stingray when a driver in a Jaguar XKE, not gonna pretend like I know cars, pulls up alongside him and challenges him to a drag race. Amazing. In the song, the race starts at sunset and Vine, two mm-hmm. very famous. Uh, road streets, streets in LA passing through North La Brea Ave North Crescent Heights North Crescent Heights and passing the original Schwab's pharmacy okay that seemed like an important detail in all the articles I read yeah. but like the Schwab that doesn't exist anymore I guess so and that pharmacy was just east of Crescent Heights on Sunset so although I'm like naming very specific like landmarks and street names Mm -hmm. there is a debate of like the actual location of this like dead man's curve that they're talking about in this song Mm -hmm. but it's believed that the song is referencing a nearly 90 degree turn on sunset near north whittier drive i'll post a picture like with like the episode but Mm -hmm. this curve that people widely believe that this song is about is like basically at right a right turn yeah but it's like technically not it's like truly almost fully 90 degrees okay fair very small anyway (laughs) where was i the lyrics in this song go well the last thing i remember doc i started to swerve then i saw jag slide into the curve i'll never i know i'll never forget that horrible sight i guess i found out for myself that everyone was right won't come back from the dead man's curve. Dead man's curve. It's no place to play. Dead man's curve. You best keep away. Dead man's curve. I can hear him say, won't come back from the dead man's curve. 
Jesus Christ. And this song is very like story based as most teen tragedy songs are where they kind of like go from like beginning, middle, end type of thing. So this Mm -hmm. like that little section that I wrote was like at the end kind of implying that like the entire song was written like but only revealed at the end that like the Corvette driver slash narrator was the survivor and the Jaguar driver slash person who said that they wanted to drag race was the one that that died but both of them crashed on this dead man's curve scary many people believe that this song was a self-fulfilling prophecy because only two years after the song release William Janberry was heading to a business meeting when he crashed his Corvette into a parked truck close to the supposed dead man's curve in LA. No. He was very close to it. Like the exact location was unclear to me. It was all around this area. He did survive, similar to the narrator and Corvette owner, in the song. In the song. No. But unfortunately, he was left with brain damage and partial paralysis. I read that he was also like in a coma for a little while, but like he ended up living and making more music and then eventually dying from, um, I think, a seizure. I think that was like how he passed. Okay. Unfortunately, I can't. I couldn't figure out if that was, like, related to the head trauma. I can't imagine that it wasn't, though, unless he had, like, you know, so. Yikes. So, yeah, sorry to end on a downer, as I like to do. That wasn't necessarily, like, a curse, but it was just, like, a crazy. Weird coincidence. Weird coincidence. Yeah, but But isn't that crazy that not even two years later, like, the man, one of the writers of that song. in In a fucking Corvette in that same area of L.A. That's spooky. It's so spooky. It's so spooky. I'm glad you survived, but like similar to the narrator of the story also survived. So fucking creepy. Like, here's my thing. Kind of sent me into a spiral about like, at what point does it stop being like coincidences? Because, okay, I don't know if anyone would be interested in me doing this in the future, but I really wanted to do the 27 Club. I felt like... I feel like we have to. But it's like... It's touchy. It's touchy. It's also just like it's vast. It's also like yes. very large, like people who are like, and it's just like doesn't really have a lot of grounds on it being like a curse or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like not like a lot of the stuff that we right. talk about is. It's just like a lot of coincidences. Mm-hmm. But like that's what kind of sent me into the spiral of like, at what point does it stop being a coincidence and turn into like what's really going on here? Exactly. What's, and I think that's why like people think of stuff like that when they're like 27 club because like it's happened so many times Mm -hmm. that it just like doesn't feel like a coincidence anymore after a few number of times it's that stops right like like it's just like kind of uh, so yeah great topic to bring up i know i'm sorry no i feel like it's definitely within our like it's uh, within our field and our duty in this pod to like go over that shit the only reason eventually. i didn't is well actually i have many a reason but like there's just it's one so it, there's so many big names in mm-hmm. that like that are like kind of like who are first thought of yeah. in that theory yeah. theory and like also i feel like some of the deaths 
surrounding there, I think specifically like Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. are like very controversial. People got a lot of people big people have feelings. a lot of like big opinions about big opinions. it and like I don't know. Like someone I think I've had like a few people, especially when around the time when I did like Sid and Nancy, like mm-hmm. early days, like people were like, You should talk about Kurt Cobain. And I'm like, I don't want to do really don't we'll get there i've like read all the conspiracies and i've read all like the different opinions and i just like it really just feels like a sid and nancy times a thousand like it's just like the the woman is always at fault because of like the troubled man like that's just like really what it boils down to for me so like we'll get into it we'll get into it it's just not not right now me talking me getting into it um, <laughs> we can also get into the fact that I saw more people be like, Sid and Nancy for Halloween. Ew. Ew is correct, Ew. ladies and gents. That's been happening for so long, though. People, like, love toxic love. They're like, oh, my God, that's so me. I'm like, you should not brag about that, bestie. Like, don't do that. Like, girl, blink twice. You know what I mean? <laughs> blink once. Like, blink, blink. Like, SpongeBob, like, yeah, no. Yeah. So anyway, I like this like series of ours. We ha- we l- one thing about record Yo, crimes is we love like a we love a series. Theme. We love a theme. I fucking love a theme. <laughs> I remember like early days MFM. They like mm. like first like maybe like fifteen or twenty episodes. They tried to do a theme. Mm-hmm. Each of them would bring in a story like pertaining with to the theme yes and then they gave up so quickly so quickly life gets in the way well it's also just like that is so constrictive it is (laughs) it is yeah um but it's also made me find things that i never would have looked up yeah unless i like had a theme where i'm like oh like this particular topic i guess i gotta like venture into that side of this crazy world yeah and then yeah we did yeah i think it'd be nice to like in the future do some like Maybe every so often we'll kind of like converse about, hey, let's do something similar, mm-hmm. similar vibes. We do a lot of ones that are like very different, very different, which I think is fun and interesting because it yeah. kind of gives someone everything. If they want to skip one story, or if they want to listen to both and kind of get best of both worlds. We're going to get you eventually. We're going to get you. You're going to want to listen because we're going to tickle your fancy in your gonna, weird niche way. We're going to trap you. I'm gonna, we're going to trap you. We're going to get you. Like those cows in the barn. Cows in the barn. You can't get that quote right. I don't know what it is. (laughs) All I know is that it's funny as fuck when you say it. It's cow farm. You're going to find cows outside. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop saying it. You're going to find cows outside. Um, We're going to get you with our crazy stories. Because this is a music podcast. There's going to be music outside. Um, So true. But I thought we would end this with me circling back to something I promised to do last week, mm. which was tell you how I felt about my way in a week. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, so guess who's tried to listen to it mm, and yes. hasn't successfully listened to it. <gasps> no. And I hate you every day I'm for it. I'm so sorry. I tried and then my brain did what it does and is oh, on. bro, I'm so my sorry. My brain does what it does and sits there and it didn't, I was like, also in the car too and I'm like, I swear fucking God, if I go out in a car accident to my way, I'm going to kill myself as a ghost. I'm going to come back and kill myself. 
I think like the reason so many people sing that song is because it makes you feel like you can like be the best singer ever. Like there's something like it yeah. seems like such a hard song to like it's an outsider to sing. But like when you're singing range. it, like it's like like catch me in the shower with the reaper, but my yeah. shower. That shit is euphoric. It's got that large range. It starts low, it builds. It's a good song. I hate to say it's a great song, but, but I like haven't it's been also able to so listen hard to, it. to not so sing along thank to. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. So that's where I'm at a week from now. Wow. Um, I'm not going to say you were right, but I'm also I'm struggling. I'm really sorry, <laughs> but I'm struggling. I I'm sorry to do that to you. I'm struggling, and there's all these cows outside. <laughs> you are now obsessed more even than me. Like you can't even get it right, and you love it. That is literally the funny. Everyone needs to go watch that cursed movie but specifically that one scene everyone else has seen that scene because everyone else is on tiktok and you're on like once a once a month instagram reels i'm on tiktok when i have things from you i literally send her tiktoks to watch them but that's about it doing a tiktok purge you've literally you can't purge something you've never you're right never consumed well, there you have it. Well, there you have it. That's the lesson. <laughs> That's my takeaway. <laughs> you can't purge these curses if you've never consumed, guys. Should we do one so more? Don't. Because next week it will be still October. Yeah, we probably could. We'll wrap it up with one more. Perhaps. Um, unless um, I have gotten oh. a request from a oh. friend. I don't, I don't know. Uh, our friend Kevin... Kevin Robles, yes, who has requested to be on the pod. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be next week though because he's got a bunch of stuff going on and he needs to do research. Text him right now. But he he texted me after he listened. I think we talked about this last week. He listened to Zach's pod. He was like, "Okay, next time I see you or next time we talk, I have an idea. I want like I want to run it by you." I think um, he should listen to more than just Zach's episode if he wants to come on though because Zach's. I love you, Zach. That was one of my favorite episodes ever. But we cannot have another episode like that. Like, it was too... It, too all over the place. It was so all over the place I to the point where, like, my brain was like, let's so do this what forever. Yeah. Let's do it forever. Also, that's that's kind of... That's part of the fun. So I'll take uh, it. I yeah. wouldn't mind another episode like that. I know. I just feel um, like at my at my peak annoying when I'm like yeah. when someone feeds into my ADHD we'll just, that like, way. To get you all in your all in your vivance and maybe some sedative. Let's do it in the morning or um but yeah, so I think we'll have someone on. So if it's not a guest, yeah, let's have then it'll on. be more curses to wrap up Halloween. Okay. Or it doesn't have to be curses, maybe just like some like more spooky stuff. I know we've taken this, we've taken the word curse and really like, we've made it such a over, over flipped it upside down umbrella term. I've flipped it over. I've turned it sideways. I've crumbled it up. We've really stretched the limits of the definition of a curse. And I love that for us. Like, I love that about us. And um, every time you say that, it's just like someone like weaning their baby. That's what that like word is used for okay. most often. You know that, right? Yes, but that's like W E A N. Clarice, you are speaking out loud. You are not there. No one's reading our podcast. Okay, well they would know that it's Halloweening, shortened to weaning. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, you 
you weird so we'll see y'all next week <laughs> yeah god what are we doing all right see you next week love you lots and fucking later skater later laters gator laters cows are on set <laughs> goodbye <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head. I hope you know what she's saying. If you like what you hear, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and rate and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tell us what you think on our Twitter or Instagram at Record Crimes Pod. Have a suggestion or something you want to hear on the podcast? Send us an email at recordcrimespod at gmail.com.